White Castle, six packs, ribs, four racks, extra cheese, I'll take that. Might fuck around, have some Chick-fil-A, eat whatever I want, it's Darren Strong's epic cheat day. Tune in and hear what I have to say, you're listening to Epic Cheat Day. With your host, Derek Strong. Hello, hello. Like chat. Oh, yeah, you're coming in strong, buddy. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, you know, it's the gravitas. Is it the gravitas? <laughs> Is, Is that it? how that works? I guess I see, so. I see the little line moving and the little things uh, <laughs> cutting up, and I'm always peeking because, you know, I'm loud as fuck, but... Uh, yeah, man. Yeah, like we were talking about, you wanted to know about how about booking these breweries. Yeah. Right? Well, first of all, I want yeah. to know why are we in this? This uh, this feels like a place where people get kidnapped in CSI, Chicago, or Miami. Legitimately, every guest that I've had what in here, is this is this is Mike's podcast studio. I mean, <laughs> you know, he has great equipment here. Obviously, this is awesome equipment. Yeah, it's just it's in the diciest place ever. There has not been a single person in here who's come here and been like this. Why does it seem like a room from Saw? You yeah. know what I mean? Oh yeah. I know oh that's great. I appreciate it, Mike. Yeah, Shout absolutely. Out to Mike. Just don't Mike's kill me great. later, Mike. Just Does, do not kill me later. Yeah, you will leave here alive. You know, I mean, unless you have some like pre pre existing conditions we should know about tony no just i can live here live i want to leave with my kidneys too i don't want those to be harsh, <laughs> so well you know with this black market here in chicago for kidneys the I pandemic's mean, we just should, been rough it's been rough you know yeah. people are looking for it guys welcome to another edition of the epic cheat day podcast i'm your host derek strong with me today is tony vin what's up uh tony i always start off every podcast episode with what was the greasiest meal you had all week oh my god you know, I went to this place called. Uh, I'm staying right now. I'm staying out at the uh, some some shitty Holiday Inn in Elks Grove. I, I honestly, I've lived in Chicago for four years. I have no idea where <laughs> Elks Grove is. It's, so it's, it's a suburb. I it, know it, that. Yeah, it's yeah. It, it's just a little. I think northwest of uh, O'Hare, but it's really industrial. Oh yeah, and there's nothing there, but there's like this. There was like this little all night taco burrito it's called i think I, i'm not gonna say the name but i got a burrito there and a burrito. it was so freaking greasy yeah and it was like what oh. kind of burrito uh always gotta go with carne asada with my carne burrito. asada yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know i love al pastor yeah in a burrito it's, i don't know it just doesn't work for me like so well you would know i mean you you live in la so i uh, mean they have the i thought, the best I thought you were phone. saying because because I, I gained some weight so <laughs> you would know because you're fat you're you're fat. Well, listen, I mean, likewise, you know what I mean? This is why I want to part. Well, this isn't the reason why I wanted to have you on the podcast. But Can this floor hold us in this old, decrepit building here? I, you know, we're going to find out. You know what I mean? This is uh, the combined weight of us two. So, greasy, uh, not El Pastor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what was it? Uh, it was a it was a carne sabrita. It was, but here's the thing. Yeah. It was still good. I still ate the shit out of it. Of course. But yeah. it was so nasty. But then... Oh. Then I had, you know, I just don't eat well when I come here. Yeah, I man. love it. This city's not made it's for people not. to eat well in. Yeah, I had a, I had Gene and Judy's. Have you had that? Have you heard I of that? haven't. I heard of it though. I heard of that, and it's just like they, 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 they literally like molest your hot dog with fries on top. All right, <laughs> but here's the kicker: no ketchup. No you ketchup. Know, I, I understand that people are very like, you know, they're very passionate about mustard yeah. only on hot dogs. I get that. Who? But well, what do you eat? Ketchup. I mean, fries, oh, fries. with fries, yeah, right? Exactly. If you're putting fries yeah. on some ketchup, yeah, you know? and it's like so much fries. It's like they shoveled it on, and so I had that. Yeah. And then I had Portillos last night. Which, My God. 
Oh, you have, we have options for naming this episode because that's how I named the episodes. <laughs> we have options for this. I, I think I'm going to go with the the carne asada uh, grease burrito. Yeah. yeah. Uh, with Tony Vin. Yeah. Uh, so you live in L.A. right now. I live in L.A. Yep. And uh, how long have you been in L.A.? You're from Chicago originally. No, right? no, no. I'm from originally from Kansas City. Oh wow! Okay, yeah, Kansas City. Then I'm actually I... going to Topeka in uh, this, Are you? this weekend. Yeah, to do, okay. to do some comedy. So yeah, where at? Uh, it's a place called. Oh, what was it? Um, oh, fuck! It's a theater down there. Uh, the Jayhawk Theater. Oh really? Yeah, we sold out the Saturday show and then the Sunday show. It's a matinee, so we're trying to get tickets. No in. kidding. But we just added that this past when, week. When is this? This is this Saturday. This oh. Oh, yeah. when I'm supposed to be at your show. When you're supposed to be at my, at, well, at the, at a show at that a I show one time that, yeah, produced. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And now you bailed on me. Now I'm, I'm going to walk in you. there. Yeah. They're going to look at me like, what the fuck are you still doing here? <laughs> That's great. You're going to uh, have a great time. You're dead by association. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Chicago Fight Club, they get great crowds. So, okay. Yeah, That's cool. Yeah. So, yeah. I, so, uh, so I'm, I'm from Kansas City. Yeah. Then I moved to Detroit for a little bit where I did a lot of comedy there. Met oh, a lot yeah. of good friends. Then I uh, I moved back to Kansas City for a little bit because I couldn't take the cold. Uh, and then Detroit uh, seems like it's a special place for cold dude, off man, that I, fucking lake over I there. One time, was, I remember one time it was like I don't know, it was Easter or something. It was like it's supposed to be spring. Yeah, and it was snowing. I was like, what the hell is this? So I moved back to Kansas City for a little bit, and then I moved to Austin, Texas for five years, and from there I uh, I moved to uh, L. A. So I've hit a lot of comedy scenes. Yeah, man. I never came through to Chicago, although I perform here. I feel like almost every year. Uh, with some people that we both know. Yeah. Uh, but I love it here, man. The comedy, I mean, I swear to God, dude, the comics here are so strong. Like, I'll go to open mic too, and I'll be like, damn, man, this guy would like, like destroy it in some place in LA, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, and that's something like I noticed too, like, cause I got my, I started off in Philly and when I came here and I saw what the average open mic comic was yeah. bringing to the stage, I'm like, Oh, this is a night and day difference. Not to knock the Philly scene right, or right. Philly comics. That's strong too, right? Yeah, it's strong, but I mean, it's you know, it, it it's it's a matter of volume. There's just not as much stage time over there as you yeah. get here. Here, you get up three times a night, and that's yeah. that's just it on a regular night. That's not even yeah. a grind night, you know. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, man. So L.A. like because I know people that listen to my podcast because i fortunately for me i do have a lot of listeners that aren't comics so is this a podcast about food or comedy it's or both, anything man. We, okay. it's really anything but it's okay. uh you know and i, I probably should have specified that beforehand but because i let everybody know how long you've been doing comedy for oh man time wise yeah i've been i started i think since in uh i want to say about 1998 1998 that's when i started but I have, you know, I, I think every comic quits a few times. I've and, quit three times yeah, already. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I quit three times. Yeah. And sometimes for a long period of time. And then, you know, if you're, if, if you're, you got the true comic comedian inside of you, you always come back always like a, a bad relationship, right? Oh. So I've quit three times and I come back and, and, uh, you know, I've, I've kind of stuck it uh, yeah. this time around. I, I'd probably say my, my experience in comedy is probably around a 10 year comic, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. but you know, collectively the duration is a lot longer than that though. So, so and that, and that's why I, you know, I might skew more towards comedy, but really yeah. if you want to switch it over to food, I know you can tell me <laughs> some shit. I can tell you some shit. I mean, it's really, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll go with whatever, man. You tell me what we want to talk. Oh. I, well, first of all, I want yeah. to talk about, uh, before we got on air, you're talking yeah. about, uh, getting into like places 
uh, to do comedy in other towns. And yeah. Kind of because one of the things I kind of struggle with my career with is, you know, it's hard to get booked in uh, clubs, uh, especially beyond a MC or feature level. Like, yeah, yeah. Now, now you're at a premium if you're trying to headline. Even if you're featuring, especially with the pandemic, a lot of, you know, top headliners have gone down back to the clubs. Uh, that pushes, you know, other people down a step yeah, to feature. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, when when you're someone who isn't famous like me and everything, <laughs> sometimes the only me option either. you yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. sometimes the only option you got is you gotta you gotta go go after your own show. Exactly. And and I've I've found little success with that, but I'm always curious on someone uh who is more successful at doing that, their approach, how they approach bars or breweries or theaters. How they even turn a profit? How do they ask for money to at least pay the comics, or at least yeah. at least get them to buy a meal for the comics? Because I don't want my comics just go there and you know. Yeah. Oh, totally. Not anything. So uh, I'm curious on that. You were talking about uh, S- so Cleveland. I, I just bought Cleveland. Um. So yeah, it's all it's cold calling up for at front. So it's just uh, and cold calling. I'm I'm not literally calling them, but it's just like you know I'm sending emails, hitting up their Facebooks, and I'm just looking for breweries. And I by the way, shout out to Tim Brennan. Uh, cause this is like, I he basically has the playbook on this and I'm following oh. what he said to oh, a nice. T. Um, and I'm cold calling these breweries. Well, first of all, who's, who's Tim Brennan? Oh, Tim Brennan. Oh yeah. Tim Brennan is a local, a local comic okay. here in Chicago. Uh, and he's not really well known around the, the main scene itself because most of the time he's out and he's doing comedy and either the burbs or he's going out and he's doing these shows that he sets up for himself. Uh, which is great. And he's the one that like broke down to me. He's like, this is what I do. He said, you know, you can go after theaters and then, you know, worry about absorbing the rental fee or you could hit up breweries. And I'm like, oh, my God, breweries is a great idea. You're going to have people there so you could sell tickets on the spot. People already know about the brewery. They're happy to have events there. They usually have event spaces. So I so St. Louis, I set up for I was able to set up two nights at one brewery. Cleveland, I only got one night at this brewery that I just started talking to. Okay. Um, and uh, so it's like, you know, I try I tried doing this in Indianapolis. By the way, it's a total crapshoot. I tried hitting. I hit up like I'd have to say thirty five places in, in Indianapolis and got nothing back. You just, you just look up breweries. Look up breweries. Uh, Google maps. maps. Yep. Now now, do you have like a packet for your show that says, hey? You know, I usually have a good return rate or whatever. I usually bring customers. I can, my marketing, whatever, usually draws in people or. Yeah. Or you just say, hey, I want to do a comedy show. I want to do a comedy show. Well, I mean, it's a it's like a cross between both. Like, I, you know, I slightly exaggerated my, my, <laughs> my performance record with this. After this, it'll be like, after, after Cleveland, knock on wood, Cleveland's successful. Uh, yeah, I want to get that knock sound in the podcast. <laughs> if, Cle- if Cleveland is successful, then it'll be less of a. Uh, you know, less of an exaggeration because okay. I literally just started with this. So, um, but yeah, it's uh, yeah. I send them an email and I tell them like, listen, I'm, I, you know, we've been doing comedy in this city, this city, this city. Uh, you know, and the only thing I'm really asking for is like either a reduced rental fee for the, for the event space or free uh, event space. And then uh, they, you know, they're going to make their money off of selling the drinks. And then I got a hundred percent of the door. The big thing that I and I can't stress this if you're looking to do this, any comics out there, Tony, if you're looking to do this, have a tip bucket with the Venmo QR code on there. Uh, okay. I would say that I made almost as much money from doing that. Okay. Than I did as ticket sales. Okay. okay. And of course, you know, charge a different amount for on-site tickets because you know, listen, 
You're just letting people know in advance. The other thing, uh, getting local comics on the show because they'll promote it. Usually the brewery is good with promotion too. They'll put it to their socials and you know okay. they'll they'll get their local people interested in it too. So have you gotten a venue or brewery or bar or whatever to pay you? Like uh, like, they, like a no, uh, like up front. Like, yeah. So it's I mean the way I'm the way I've been doing it is I don't want to ask that up front, obviously, right? Yeah. I want them to ask me the question, like, how much is it going to cost oh. me? So far, they haven't asked that. So okay. it's like, if they ask that, then I have, you know, the idea would be something like maybe two, three hundred bucks, yeah. you know, yeah. or something like that. Depending on, and also depending on the size, like Alpha Brewing Company in, uh, shout out to Alpha Brewing Company. Anybody who's listening, they're awesome place. Guys, go there, buy their craft beer. Get their beer. Get their beer. Um, in St. Louis, uh, there was only... There was a, you could only fit 50 people in their events. Okay. You know, it was, it was small, but it was great. But yeah. also, because as you know, small, intimate for comedy. Yeah. Awesome, right? Yeah. Um, so it's it's kind of weird, like, asking somebody, like, hey, listen, we're not you're not going to have that many people mm-hmm. coming to our show. They had enough people, and they did make money that night. Like, they were more than happy to invite us back. But it's like, you know, if it's like 100 seat thing then i think it's probably easier to get that by i mean again i don't know i'm learning this as i go but nah man it would be great to get some upfront money i mean do not get me wrong but between tickets and between the tips like it you know like i couldn't be happier with you know with the show and all the comics got paid you know i made sure to tip the bartender at the venue you know because they had a a a a tap a tap in the back but yeah. yeah so it's cool no that's awesome man i think that's a that's that's great man i know uh I know you haven't been doing comedy as long as me, but yeah. but you've made like great strides in the uh, business like in the last few years. I'm like, man, good for Derek, man. That's thanks, like, man. Dude's, dude's out there hustling, man. I'm trying, you know? man. I'm trying. I'm trying to be you like do that. Boys. Well, listen, you know what? It's funny because I was talking to Pratik about this, yeah. and uh, he's actually the next guest after you. We're doing a two part episode oh, right here? for 49 to oh, 50. Shit. Yeah, um, uh, he's coming in tomorrow, and you know because he's been the person I've I've known the entire time I've done yeah. comedy. I feel like we should do a two part special. He's the fiftieth episode <laughs> thing with him. Yeah, why uh, not? Great guy. I still remember. Okay, the everything that happened the night that I met you years ago doing comedy. We we left Laugh Factory, went to the Taco Burrito House oh, down man. the block. This uh this girl and guy got into a physical fight in front of us. That was that was crazy. Was and that then? That was then. <laughs> and uh, I just remember because I was just like, because like, like you came across to me, like, I was like this, oh, this guy has seen some shit in comedy. Like, I've, it's just, I've you know what I mean? Shit. Like he's, I've he's, seen a lot of shit. And like, and you hadn't then, even done comedy then, right? What? You hadn't even done comedy, right? Or I had, but it was just like, uh, it was like uh, maybe, maybe a dozen open, uh, a oh, dozen okay. open mics in Philly, maybe okay. at that point, a dozen open mics okay. in Chicago. Yeah, okay. it was like right at the beginning. Of yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but it made an impact. I was just like, okay, I see. I I, I see. Like this is going to be work at some point. This yeah. is yeah, yeah. So uh, share some of the experience because like Pratik has shared some stories that you've uh, shared with him, and I've heard it <laughs> secondhand. But I want to hear it right from. Oh man, there's so many. Is there any you remember off the top of your head? That... Uh, he told me about. Ah oh, shit, man. <laughs> uh, he told. He, he told. <laughs> these are the three that I that uh, I remember. That just I was just like this. Right. Motherfucking Tony needs to write a book at some point. Like the, this. Oh man. He told me about Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. What happened on Thanksgiving? 
Like, uh, I think, was it at, was it you at? went there, you helped out with oh, hey, Scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He told me about, he told me about oh, that one. Oh, man. I don't know if I want, I don't want to get banned from that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. But uh, if you want, we could beep out the, <laughs> the, the name of the uh, club. Okay. okay. And I'm what was, the, no, what was the third know. one? What was the third one? Yeah. Uh, the third one was, I, oh, God, I could see the comic's face. He's like a big headliner, been doing it for years, um, and he did a show with him. And uh, a bra broke out. Shit, I didn't hear about this. <laughs> okay, that's another one. That was another one. And um, maybe a brawl broke out here, but like uh, the venue had made promises about uh, to the customers about free drinks or something like that, and they never came through on it. Or oh, or somebody did perform and they offered them like, listen, when you come back, you guys can get free drinks, and they didn't, and like <sighs> they didn't come through on that. that something one, tells me like yeah. there's there's. Dozens more. There's than dozens. This. I don't, yeah, so yeah. I don't remember that one. Uh, I could tell you the. Uh, uh, hopefully he won't hear this, <laughs> or any of his fans. Uh, look, I don't know the guys. I mean, he seemed kind of like a nice guy. You know, he's a Hollywood guy. You know, Saturday Night Live guy. So you know, I'm I'm a nobody, right? Yeah. Um. So I had to come in, and I was already booked to do a club down in uh, Texas. Okay. And so this was in Texas, right? It was in Texas. Okay. So. And uh, he was only going to come in on, like, uh, Friday, Saturday to to do, like, some uh, some uh, some convention or something like this. Okay. This was right as the 2016 elections were going on. So people were, like, hot with Trump. People were hot with Hillary. You know, and I think he's a big Trump guy. So whatever, you know. Um, so I had to headline like the Wednesday and Thursday show. It was great. You know, it's yeah. like, man, it's, it's like one of the few times I got, I've gotten to headline in like a really big club and everything. And, you know, I, I was, I was on my mark. I was, you know, a lot. I, sometimes when I get too excited and I, when I know my shit, well, you know, yeah, so yeah, yeah. if I don't know my shit, well, sometimes I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a little bit more mellow on stage, but when I know it, well, Sometimes I get a little too hyped up and uh, I kind of sound like Chris Rock, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, I remember a long time ago, comics uh, used to call me Chris Walk because uh, <laughs> cause they're, racist. they're racist. They're racist. Before, I was like, oh, that's funny and flattering. Now I'm like, wait a minute. That's I'm just sorry. some racist ass shit. I was just going to say, yeah. just, it's so flagrantly it's so racist. Flagrant. That's why yeah. I'm laughing. Like, like, Chris wow. Rock. Yeah. Anyway, so I was I was on my Chris Walk shit that week, you know. I was yeah, like, yeah. bam, bam, and so you know, Friday comes along, and I now I go from doing about an hour down to half an hour, twenty five minutes, half an hour. No, so right. I was so that was a piece of cake, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm really on. I'm just up there. I'm like, you know, and you know, crowds having everything. You know, he comes in, and the club warned me that he's a little. You know, challenging to work with. You know, challenging. Challenging. To work I'm being, with, I'm being yeah. nice, man. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I may have to have you bleep like this. this out. I don't know, but, <laughs> but uh, you tell me. You can tell me. Uh, anyway, so, so, so he comes in while I'm on stage, and I'm kind of lighting the place up. You know, yeah. Um, and this was, I think, it was a Friday night. Yeah, I'm lighting up. Show was hot and everything. He yeah. comes in late and everything, and he just stays in the green room, and he comes on stage after mm-hmm. I host him up. You know, uh, I think the host brought him, so I didn't, I didn't interact with him yet. Yeah, he goes on stage. I don't know if he was tired uh, or what. He, uh, he was, you know, 
kind of meh. You know, yeah. it, it wasn't that he wasn't. Well, yeah, he wasn't funny. It wasn't because of his material. Yeah, he just wanted to talk about he just like Hillary the whole time and shit on her the whole time. Wow. And you know, we're in Texas, and you know, some people were loving it for like the first five or ten minutes, but then it was like, okay, this guy's just kind of ranting. And I don't know if you've seen his tweets lately. He's he's kind of in, you know, he's, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. kind of those, one of those guys. And so he has a mediocre performance. Yeah. Right. He gets off stage and uh, and he comes up to me and he goes, hey, man, uh, when let you know that uh, you were pretty uh, on out, out up there, you know, and I took that as a compliment. Yeah. Like, oh, Who shit. Wouldn't? Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. He goes, you know, I've uh, I've uh, he goes, I've performed with. Uh, you know, on the same stage, I've I've had to follow like, David Spade, Adam Sandler, you know, and all those guys, and and uh, I've never had as difficult time as I had having to follow you just now. And I go compliment again. Oh right? shit! Yeah. Wow, you know, it's like, hey, can, can you book me in your next movie or something? You know, <laughs> I'm hilarious. And he goes, then he goes, what the fuck are you doing? And I go, what? And he goes. What is that shit? Turn it down a little. Fucking no one's here to see you. They're here to see me. Uh, what? This isn't your show. It's the no one cares about you. Fucking turn it down. Fucking just read it flat. You know, fucking just do your material. But don't fucking try to be a superstar up there. Wow. And oh, I was like, wow. okay, sorry. Now, now he said it in the most nice dickish way. You know, he wasn't yelling at me, but he gave me that look that, you know, like, listen, motherfucker, yeah. I'm going to fire you, get you fired if you don't do it. So so I, I, I turned it down the rest of the, sh the weekend. And I was just like, I was like, I went wow. from Chris Walk to like almost Stephen Wright. I was like, hey, everybody, uh, <laughs> how you doing? <laughs> uh, and so so that was one thing. OK, you had so you had a like, OK, so for the non-comics, what he basically imagine somebody came into your job. Right. And you're one of the best performers at your job, best workers at your job. OK. And your boss says, stop working so hard <laughs> and being good because it's making me look bad. <laughs> wow. I, I know. Mean, it's not that I had to come up with that analogy. I'm pretty sure people could yeah. figure out what, you know, but like. That's crazy. The fact that he start like he like he led off with you know praise almost. You yeah, know, yeah. Jesus and Christ. I and I know it, you were doing it, your <laughs> job. I thought I was. Yeah. You know, I real I realized quickly then that yeah. I mean, on one degree, he was right. No one was there to see me. Yeah, I did freaking kind of amp it up a little because I, it was a huge crowd. Yeah. He yeah. was sold it out. You know, yeah. I was like, shit, let's perform. I'm a comic. Yeah, let's, let's have him perform anyway. And so, whatever the other the. The thing that really sucked the most was is that, uh, you know, I, I was selling merch. Yeah. I, I loved, like, this huge bag of T-shirts and stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. all the way down to the club with me. Uh, and the club, they were really nice and everything. Yeah. Uh, and I loved this this bag of T-shirts. And the, and the manager, he was just like, oh, you better hide that. I go, what are you talking about? He goes, yeah, he he doesn't let people... He doesn't like it when people sell things. And I go, why? He goes, because he sells a bunch of his own things. I go, I go, what if I, like, you know, put a table after they see him, you know? Yeah. And he's like, well, I don't know. I go, what about if I put it outside the club? So 
after they're done with him, when they're leaving, if they just if I just catch a little bit yeah. of you know someone wants to oh I'll throw a few bucks that way because I could use the money. I'm featuring this this club yeah. as nice and big as it was wasn't paying that great for features, and 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 he was like oh, I just wouldn't do that if I were you, and that sucked because he the funny thing was is that he had so many people that wanted to see him. They had to open a different exit door that went basically through the through this back hallway where all employees go. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And the line was so long, and his merch table was back there. Yeah, my merch table would have been nowhere close. You know, so people yeah. would have got their pictures. I mean, he had like five t-shirts. I mean, his, I think his brother-in-law like sells, and he was nice. His brother-in-law like sells shirts. He had posters. I think he charged to take pictures. You know, it was one of those deals. Wow. But they would have had their whole gift shop experience there. Yeah, yeah. And then I would have been like the guy. You know, when you come out of the stadium and those guys selling bootleg shirts on the street, <laughs> exactly. that would have been me, right? Yeah. It's, if I catch a few bucks, who cares? Who he cares? already got his yeah. money, right? Nope, wouldn't nope. let me do it. So wow. I lug I lug this carry on thing this the second suitcase all the way down to Texas yeah. and took it back didn't sell one merch thing so wow and that sucked too so that was word of warning comics like <laughs> just just letting you know like it's you know man like I don't know what word of warning like that was all the warning you needed to hear like that can happen to you you can be that good where you can and like the thing like because I'm just starting to get into merch and like I yeah. you know I'm like. You know, I'm selling it to my friends at this point, you know, but I want to make sure it's there for, you know, God forbid something better, like, or I move up. But like, okay, so first of all, like, you just put out a lot for me to unpack. (laughs) So he wouldn't let you sell the merch. That's the part that's killing me. Well, not the venue, not the place that actually you signed the deal with or whatever. And they're the ones cutting the check to you. Dude, he got got mad at the club because he wanted like a a spinach salad and they just had regular lettuce so they had to run out to like grocery store and get spinach. My God. And he didn't even eat it. He like they made a whole plate for him and he took like two bites and it was done. I was like, come on, dude. Wow. I was like, you were like, you know. Yeah. You're, you're like you're like you're doing this just to do it at yeah, that point. I know yeah, you're on yeah. Saturday Night Live, but that was like 10, 15 years ago. Exactly. You know, it's just Deuce like, Bigelow was a long, was time, a long time, ago. time ago. And you know, I love him in movies. Yeah. I, I I, res- I respect any comic that reaches a certain level. It's so hard, you know. Yeah, absolutely. But it's like there's a little. There's, I've I've met so many cool comics. Yeah. And it's just man, it was such a turnoff to see some guy, especially he's like half Asian. He's like Filipino or something. <laughs> like that. And I was just like, man, this guy is just like you know making things difficult. It's all you dick. know. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't need. He's, he doesn't need. Yeah, he's half. He's half Filipino. All cocksucker. All, all yeah. cocksucker. Yeah. <laughs> just so so that was tough. It was. I don't know, man. It's just like. It's, yeah, just yeah. just you see. So don't be too good, comics. <laughs> yeah, just cut. To, like, like you said, there's a big headliner. Cut. Take it down a few notches. Yeah, man. That's it's weird because there's a lot. I mean, as I open for headliners and do yeah. all that stuff, it's like I, I now kind of understand. It's like I get it if it's their show. Yeah, uh, but they should also understand that I'm trying to make the entire show good. You know, yeah. It's like you really want me to just eat it for like thirty minutes before yeah. you. Does that make you feel better? You know, it's just like ride the wave. You ride know, the wave. exactly ride the wave because they're kind of they're kind of love him yeah. exactly anyway. They're or, exactly they're already built in. They're yeah. already fans. Yeah. They are they yeah. already like you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's no yeah there's no risk for him. All the risk is on you. One hundred percent of yeah. it is on you. Yeah. That's rough. 
Um, man, I just I and merch. So so you sell merch. I sell merch. Um, Comedy's comedy's your one hundred percent job, right? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I I with the pandemic, uh, I had yeah, yeah, absolutely yeah. that kind of took. I I I used to work in the advertising business like full okay. time, and then uh, when I moved to LA, I kind of pretty much walked away from all that. Yeah. Uh, but given how expensive LA is, yeah. Given how little comedy pays, and then especially with the pandemic, uh, and I lost some bunch of gigs. Yeah. I freelance every now and then. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, like I have projects. Sometimes they last a couple months, which is nice. Yeah. Because uh, I'm not doing anything during the day. You yeah, know. Totally. Uh, and sometimes projects last like a week or so, and then I I go for a long time without getting a paycheck, and it's just like, it's fine when you're doing comedy, but you know, it's just like you got to rely on a lot of other things. Yeah. Well, I mean, like you mentioned yeah. before, merch. Yeah, I mean, merch that becomes and a- more important. <laughs> yeah. I uh, speaking of merch, and yeah. that's you know, I'm always like, if anyone wants to sell merch, they're fine. But I did. I was performing in Vegas one time, uh, and uh, let me let me let me get comfortable for this one. This is, <laughs> this is a short one. Uh, I was performing in Vegas one time, and like I had my merch and everything, and we had a a guest spot come in, and he did like five minutes. I'm not gonna say his name. He was a nice guy, but he did yeah. like five minutes. Uh, and I walk out to after my set to to put my merch on the table, and this guest spot right. Which, if you guys don't know any non-comics, it's someone that's trying to get in the club. They're not part of the show, but sometimes they ask the the club if they can do a short little spot. So it's almost like a tryout, or they're yeah. just there, or or maybe the club likes him. It's like, all right, you know, let's 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 throw a guy on. We have some extra time. Yeah. Uh, so this guy came in, did five minutes, and when I came out, this dude looked like he was like, it was like a swap meet. He had he had two tables, big tables. And he must have had about thirty shirts out there, really looking like the Gap. You know, it's just like <laughs> like the, yeah, all different display. designs, different right? design, different color. It looked beautiful. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. it looked like a swap meet or whatever. People are walking by, thinking it was a kiosk, you know, because this is <laughs> Vegas, so it's yeah, like the club was in the like the what. So people walking by, and I was just like, where am I gonna put my work? So I had to go to the food court and drag a tiny little table just to put my little thing. Wow. And then he even set it up where he was like, you walk right out. It's right there where normally I would put mine. Yeah. And he was just like selling shirts for a five. So, so here I would say if there's any comics out there, if you're doing a guest spot, don't sell merch. Or if you really have to, you know, ask the headliner, ask the other comics, because if they're selling stuff, they're, they're actually working that week and trying to make, a living there, you know, yeah. and you just kind of came in and do that, but whatever, man. I, you know, it was one thing the first night, the second night he did the same thing. So I, I, I talked to the club yeah. owner, and the club was like, "Oh, he just needs it." I was like, "I need it, <laughs> I need it." Dude, selling out like fucking, you know, like, ugh, like Abercrombie out there. So it's like Abercrombie. Yeah. I mean, but that, I mean, that just goes to show you. I mean, a lot of people, you know, especially you know, the first few years of comedy, you don't realize. How much more to the business there oh my is, God, yeah. you know. Yeah. I mean, you know, especially once you realize it's just like, okay, being funny—that's the entry. That's that's the that's the price of admission. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. But once you get in there, there's a whole other fucking shitload. Not necessarily the greatest things that are going on yeah. behind the scenes to make yeah. all that happen. Yeah. You know, I'm starting to learn with production. I'm just like, oh my god! Like I get, I. I 
I get why there's people who just don't want to touch that at all and just yeah. want to focus on comedy. It's yeah. there's so many fucking headaches that come up with that. Yeah, yeah. I bet, man. I there's yeah. it's like like I've been I've been meaning to start a podcast for a while. Oh, you should. I, I I've had one in the works, but it's just the, the technical stuff I just never get behind. And then yeah. I, and then by the time I'm like, all right, let me do this. I I I feel like I'm like a step behind and everything, but you know, maybe soon. I mean, listen, I, I could already tell, like, you have a wealth of knowledge that people <laughs> people should dive into. I mean, I, I still I still think book, but, you know, hey, listen, uh, so um, when so you visited all these scenes, you've done you've done comedy in all these places. Yeah. Uh, do you what do you notice are maybe the differences or similarities with all scenes? What are the things that are just through lines that happen in all of comedy versus like. Like like weird things that happen in the scenes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like because LA, I know, is just a <laughs> such a weird thing compared uh, to everything else. From yeah, what I understand. Yeah. Well, you know, the the thing is, I mean, when I started comedy, there was like, and I I can only speak for the scene in Kansas City. There was only there was only a handful of comics. Right? Yeah. We all knew each other. We all had our personalities, and. uh <clears throat> And, you know, we kind of just knew our place and we kind of respected the elders and all that stuff. And there was only this was, you know, no one even thought about doing comedy at a bar or anything. You know, maybe there was occasional <clears throat> like restaurant shows or maybe a bar show, but no one ever thought like doing mics like they do nowadays. These days, man, there are so many comics man there are it's it's insane and, yeah and the thing is is like there's a lot of people that you know are just like us running around and everything there's a lot of people that just pick up a mic once and they call themselves a comic and they're on online talking about comedy or anything and, and getting in fights with people yeah with the fucking mic. yeah yeah they get in fights with people but they they haven't even you know stepped on stage more than once or twice or they're like some crazy guy that came off the street but one thing it's just like now I go travel around. It doesn't matter. Like, it could be the smallest town, you know? Yeah. The small, <clears throat> like, I just did, like, some town in, like, east or west St. Louis. And it's just like, oh, shit, West man. St. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Louis, yeah. yeah. And, just, and, it, and it's just like, holy shit, there's a whole comedy scene here. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's like there's a scene with, with like, and the funny thing is, <clears throat> you know, whoever, whoever you are as a comic right now. Yeah. In every scene, there is most likely someone that's just like you. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, it's like when you watch, like I, I read some book one time, I think it was by, uh, uh, it was the guy he wrote, like it was called like Cocoa Puffs or something like that. Um, I forget his name, it was a great book though. He uh, he talked about how uh, MTV's real world back in the day, it's like, oh, they just had seven archetypes yeah. of roommates and each year they just replaced them with, the same, same person, same person, yeah, different, same different yeah, name, yeah, different look, totally. same person. <clears throat> and com everywhere I've gone in comedy, there's the guy who's trying to be Bill Hicks, yeah. right? <laughs> you go up there just an asshole and like has you know trying to smoke a cigarette on stage. There's a guy who's like Mr. Clean Cut. There's a guy that wears a suit. There's a guy that has one-liners. There's a guy that's like you know, every scene I could go like to some shitty little town in the middle of like Indiana. Yeah. And if there's most likely there's a comedy scene there and you will find that type of person there. Yeah. 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 And so it's was like, I, in the, I've lived in Detroit, Austin. I've, I've traveled around even going to Japan. It's just like in Tokyo, 
there's that guy. There, there's me. <laughs> there's a Chris Walk. You know, there's like, there's like, it's it's so bizarre. So, and now there's just so many of them. Yeah. And then I get to L.A., which has a gazillion comics. Yeah. Just each neighborhood is a scene itself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And in each neighborhood. There's that archetype, you know? I so, love that. So then it's just like, there's like eight Bill Hicks or 10 <laughs> Bill Hicks going in the same mic, you know? And yeah, it's just yeah, like, yeah. it's so crazy. There's just so many comics. I mean, I don't know if that's good or bad. At some point, it's just like, you know, it's so saturated that it's hard to get quality stage time, yeah. you know? Or you see people that, you know, may have connections or a, they get a lucky break and you're just like, ah, dang, that sucks for you. But yeah. yeah. What can you do? It's a name game. You know, it's like if you if you're funny, if you're yeah. really funny and you stay on your game and you evolve and you constantly update yourself. Yeah. You know, uh, constantly write and you stay involved, go to mics or shows and stay within the network. Then you're you'll always be in the mix. Yeah. And you never know when your number is called. Right. hundred percent. If you kind of just like, eh, I'm just, which I've kind of been doing lately since the pandemic. It's like, ah, I don't feel like going out. I do. I, I like these shows on Netflix, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah then course. you quickly before you could do that and just be like, all right, I just go back to my place in line. Now totally. it's like you lose your place because there's but well, the other comics. Well, yeah, that's what, that's kind of what happened here. Well, I mean, I'm sure this happened everywhere in other scenes, like two things uh, for, for me, like one of the things that I want to insist on doing, no matter how long I'm doing it, like I'm one of those few comics that loves running an open mic. I love hosting an open Man, mic. Man, God bless you. Yeah, because are you, you insane? Exactly. I tried. I tried one time and I was like, "Fuck this!" It's the most thankless job. Nobody likes doing it. I like doing it. Um, why do I don't you like? like why it. do you like I doing, love it? doing it? Why do I'll you tell love you why. it? Tell me. Uh, there's a, there's a few reasons. Are you that bored? No. Are you? <laughs> I mean, is this your excuse <laughs> for alcoholism? <laughs> I, well, actually, because I don't drink, so now I have all this time oh, on my hands. Not you drinking. need a woman, dude. <laughs> need uh, that, it would be nice. <laughs> I mean, that would be nice. No, uh, but seriously, why why do you love? Why do I love it? Yeah, I'll yeah. tell you. I, I, this is great. This is actually awesome because, like, you know, again, people are like this. Oh, well, you know, it's another performance thing. Okay, there's several things. Okay, number one. Um, economy of time in terms of stage time like so for instance you're at the open mic you could do as much time as you want up top because it's your fucking mic nobody's going to tell you what to do okay you could do that's time fair. in between the comics that's um fair. Yeah. you know uh it helps in terms of things like you know you could do you know interact with people with some which helps a little bit on the skill tree in terms of building up maybe a little bit of crowd work yeah. uh definitely riffing oh my god my riffs my riff capabilities have gotten so much better from yeah yeah mic. sure um Number two, I get to know everybody in the scene because they come through and they do my mic. I'm the only person running a mic on Friday right now. Really? Yeah. When I was running, uh, when I was running my mic before, I was also the earliest mic that okay. people could go do. So it's like that we'd have people like on their way to doing Zany's Laugh Factory. They drop in to get a quick set in so they could go over. What time? Those. What time is your mic? Uh, well, now it's super late. It's the opposite. Like oh, originally okay. it was uh, we did a uh, 6:30 start time. Okay. And then now I'm doing uh, 11:30 start time on Fridays. But it's at Lincoln Lodge, and there's like an insane amount of people. There's, uh, we have uh, holdover patrons from the other shows. Really? Yeah, yeah. Like I, I had a good. This past Friday was the first time I ran my mic there, and I'd say it's a small room that holds maybe about twenty five people. 
Of that 25 people, there were seven people that were in comics. Wow. Which is great for an open mic. More yeah. than three people is great for an open mic. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So that's number two. Uh, it, ke- it keeps me involved with the scene. Number th- the, the, That's number three. Number four, I, I, and not that I feel like I have any, like, you know, like, like there's any of my influence on this at all. So it's like with no ego that I see this, but I like seeing people evolve. Yeah. And you see that at open mics. Like there are people who I've seen like from their first mic to when they're stopped. They stop coming to my mic because they're like, oh, OK, we <laughs> this is a dog shit room. I could I could do better things on Friday night. You know what yeah. I mean? And they start getting their first showcase spot. So I get joy of seeing that. Yeah, that's that's going to be cool dude, to see people. Yeah. How hard they work. And you see the ones that are like, man, they really. Yeah. They're really like, you know, a, a prodigy or they're really like a hard worker or really smart thinker or they're just lazy as fuck. And yeah. They're just in it for the wrong reasons. And, totally. And yeah, I guess that's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, well how, how long is your mic? Let me ask you this. Cause Oh shit. Like, so <laughs> are you one of these guys that just keeps it going? Because I, well, we have to cap it because uh, it starts at 1130, but we have a hard cut off at 2 a.m. Okay. Yeah. You know, but we run from 1130 to 2 a.m. Jesus Christ. Uh, one time when I did it, when I was doing the Saturday mic with fight club, cause I would run that too. Um, we, you know, they say open later. So I, I was there from, we started at 1130 and I left at three. Holy shit, yeah. dude. Really? Yeah, for the love of the game, baby. Every weekend? Uh, mostly, yeah. Oh my yeah. God. What are you going to do whenever you go to Cleveland or on the road? What do you mean? Like in terms right. of, uh, mics? Yeah. just that's when, oh, I, when I went to St. Louis, I mic'd as much as I could. I got three mics in from, uh, at St. Louis, St. Louis. One of the mics in St. Louis, I forgot the name of this place. It was legit in an abandoned building. <laughs> like this? I mean, it kind of like the so imagine so what it was like like there was a bar that was part of a restaurant. They put the bar like kind of like in a, like a semi outdoors area. Yeah. So the main bar area they just didn't do anything with. You know, they still have like power running to it, so obviously it's amped up. But like in turn, there's like the they they boarded up the actual bar itself. There was feral cats running around. Oh my god! Yeah. Were they funny? <laughs> how much I, how much time do cats much, get? Uh, exactly, they get an extra minute. You know, <laughs> like let's see what they have to say. But it was still fun. Like I was just like this. Okay, yeah, that's that's right. This is this is what this should be. this is what should happen right now. Yeah. In St. Louis, I need to see this. And then I did uh, uh, the helium mic, which was oh pretty yeah. Good. yeah, is that a nice club? I haven't been there. Uh, from what I saw, I mean, we only did the mic portion of it. They have it in what's called the garage, which is just like, I mean, it's still like a, like a, a seated area. They have tables, you know, bar, you know, people are getting food there and, um, you know, it's in a, it, you know, it's a, a corner stage right there, but it was, there was a good turnout, man. Okay. There's a good turnout of like actual human beings, you know, wow. non-comics paying attention. No, that's cool. So that's why I like, that's why I really like the open mic things. This is like, I've like, you know, I, I, I've noticed like certain improvements with skills that I have that I just feel more confident about. Like when it comes to just when I, when I go to shows, I'm just like, Oh, okay. And I could like pick out like, okay, this helped me because yeah. I was running a mic. Yeah. This helped me because of running a mic. Plus, so. when, plus when you, when you start to know everybody in the scene yeah, and you're cool with them and they're cool with you. Yeah. It allows you to be more like liberated as a comic. You can, you know, yeah, you can go into another room or club or show and kind of, just be yourself. You're not like, oh, I got, I got, I don't know anybody of the comics yeah. here. They're judging me. I got to impress them. You know? Yeah, yeah exactly. You, you, you're, you're now in amongst friends now, and and that makes, you, I think that makes you a better comic. You're willing to take more risk when you're in front of like fellow comic friends. One hundred percent. You're like this. Oh, it's my friends. They know what an asshole I am. Yeah, yeah. They know what an idiot yeah. I am. Or they know you're joking on some shit. Yeah. Right? So. Yeah. I mean, so like you, so you said something that was very, I think, very, 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 very crucial. 
before, and I think I think I I mean this this definitely differs from person to person. That I got said, diarrhea right now. <laughs> no, I mean, dude, listen, greasy oh, burrito, that burrito, man. That burrito was, man. Listen, I had it the other day because like I hadn't eaten kale in a while. My body was like, "What's oh, going like, on? What is buddy? this? What, what is, is this? this invasion here?" It's just like, dude, we're used to we're used to Seven <laughs> Eleven food. What are you doing? Um, so yeah, let me ask you about that. You said something before. You said comics were in it for the wrong reasons. Yeah. What would you qualify as the as being the wrong reasons? Well, I mean, especially out in L.A. You know, it's like okay, yeah, definitely, yeah. And you know, I'm. It's it's it's. I I hate saying this like I'm a purist or something like that. But yeah. It's like. When I got into comedy, I just loved doing stand up. It's like I didn't want to. My goal was to, and you know, at this point, I don't think I'll ever have it. My goal was to be like playing at a theater level. Yeah. You know? Uh, and just going from the romantic side, I was like, oh, I'm just going to travel, go from theaters to theaters and all this stuff. Yeah. That's how uh, I think that's yeah. like a lot of people. But there's some like, people that don't see it that way. It's like, you know, obviously, you know, in LA, there's a lot of actors, and if they're not working in front of a camera, they're not on stage somewhere, they still want the attention. So it's like, let me go do stand up, you know, or let me do whatever, which is fine. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a art form that's kind of open to everybody. Yeah, but if you're gonna do it, it's like, man, you know, at least respect it. Don't just go up there and fucking just go, you know, put some jokes together attempt it you know yeah try right there's some people that just go up there and try to try to just just like talk off the top of their head because they think they're funny or there's yeah. people that, that are funny in conversation funny people funny on podcasts but then translate on the stage yeah you know uh and then, and then there's just people that just i don't know they just they are they they have the same you know few minutes yeah, years and they're just trying to get some TV gig or some writing gig out of it, and and that's got to be frustrating. It's it's that. frustrating yeah. for me. Yeah, I I I get it. And there's some people that almost at the same time there's some people that do it really well. Yeah, and then yeah. they get the other thing and they leave it. I was like, oh man, you you should just still did it. But it's tough. There's there's a lot of people that you know are in it for. I mean. Definitely, it isn't for money, but they, you know, <laughs> it isn't for money, and they'll realize that quick. But you know, I was gonna say, yeah, like I let me ask you this: like, yeah. how long did it take for you? Because everybody, everybody yeah. who starts, it's like I've yet to meet a person who starts it and like didn't have like the dream of having the special, and yeah, they've yeah. already like pictured what the theme song was yeah, gonna yeah, be yeah. and all this, yeah. like, and then like. For me, it took a solid three weeks where I was just like, oh, that's not not that that can't happen. I was just like, but that's not what this is about at all. Yeah. How long did that take for you? You know, it, it took a while. It's like I, I held on to the dream of like that kind of success. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And and after like some, I think after submitting some festivals and doing contests year after year and kind of seeing some that were, you know, some legit, but a lot of times they're like, I don't want to say rigged, but they're very, they favor yeah. certain people. I started realize, Oh, you know what? It's either you got to have that connection or that network. Yeah. Uh, or you're just fucking lucky. Yeah. Uh, and you know, especially like an Asian man, there's not too many spots in in TV land, like on for comedy specials, like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. you know, okay, they did Ronnie Chang, they did, yeah. you know, they did, uh, I think Jimmy O Yang, Joe Coy, yeah, and it's like, oh man, who else are they really gonna do? You know, yeah, it's like, so it's like, 
it's like I, I don't know. I I kind of gave up on that. Yeah. And I started realizing, and you know, I've recorded some sets for for some TV like bullshit shows that do comedy. You know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Not as fun and all that stuff. And I'm I'm one of these guys where this has also been a, kind of my Achilles heel is that I'm constantly like, I mean, the fun of it to me, yeah, is writing new things yeah and eating a dick the first time you yeah. perform and seeing if that works yeah and i've i've well, the big achilles heels for me is sometimes in like i've had some major auditions for like stand-up oh. festivals or shows where i've been <laughs> on festivals yeah and i'm like ah this is a hot crowd i'm gonna try because, out something yeah new. Because, because because you know the guy before me has been doing his, his that closer that he's he's perfected and they're laughing i'm like let me try this new bit i'm so glad you that's yeah. that this literally happened to me this past weekend yeah. at comedy bar right yeah like the, like and i'm talking about like three comics in a row went up and they were just killing killing yeah. killing yeah. and i'm just like this oh well, i have this new bit about <laughs> kale i want to try i go up there and just the audience looked at me like this wait when are you gonna start telling jokes i'm like oh okay and i was able to recover like quick enough yeah, yeah. but i was just, i was just like okay i'm not that good yeah 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 but, but in your head in yeah. your head they were gonna give you a standing ovation oh man i was just like this yeah. is definitely gonna work and then i could just coast because everything else is like yeah just the fire material yeah like, so yeah. so sometimes that's a detriment to me because yeah. i'm always wanting to put out something new yeah I, I don't i don't put the necessary polish on what could be perfected you know yeah, what i'm saying yeah, yeah. so it's like oh man i probably have you know in total after doing all this i probably have like two hours of material three yeah. hours maybe whatever it's a good but amount of time but they're all just like kind it. of all strewn about you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah and for me it's just like even like this past weekend i was just pretty much just like last I was doing some co-headline gigs and then featuring some for my buddy Andy Beningo out of Detroit, and then, and then even like I was just hosting Zanies Rosamont because Bobcat was there this weekend. Yeah, he was. Oh, I was that fucking yeah. a master. Yeah, master. It was incredible. But even just putting together, like I want my hour or whatever to go from point A to B to C and kind of have this thing. I don't just want it to be a string of jokes put together because I've seen comedy like that. I've yeah, seen, yeah. I've paid tickets, high tickets to see some comics that I love Yeah, and I get bored after like 10 minutes. Yeah, because there's know? no them in there. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that to me, like, and uh, you know, I've, I've had this conversation a lot with people where it's, you know, being a great joke, joke writer is absolutely yeah. crucial to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's also, it's just like, but it's a visual yeah. audio, audio medium. Like, yeah. you have to be able to perform it yeah. and engage the audience. Yeah. Like, they're there to see you. Yeah, you know? exactly. You know, it's, what are you doing on stage to keep their attention? How, how are you competing with, A, a comic that's better than you, right? Yeah. How are you competing with, like, a movie? How are you competing with, like, a Broadway play? It's like, they have options. It's like, you yeah. can't just sit there and go up and tell. You got to yeah. do something that makes you stand out. So, so my problem is, is that I never work on a polish. And for me, I stretched like I even like did an album recording two years ago, and then when I was done, it's like I I, I also suffer from oh I hate everything yeah, that I write. I, yeah, I yeah, work yeah. so hard to get it to write where I want, and that's the exact point where I just hate it. You know, absolutely. But that's also a good sign that you're fucking gonna keep yeah, doing this but, forever. Yeah, but, yeah. But yeah. in both good and bad ways, it's like bad. not doing it forever. I'll, I'm, I'll be very good at being mediocre. So, so um, I don't know. 
Um, that's great, man. That, that you know what though, I, I think that's going to be reassuring to some of the younger comics that listen to this that are just like yeah. this. Oh, okay, so this is what it is, and yeah. it's just like yeah, there's but there's a comfort to that. Do you like it? That and do you love it? And yeah. are you going to keep doing it? Yeah. You know, you know yeah. I, there, there's I, a. Okay, but here's here's the thing. I just want I just want to do it well enough where I don't have to be a sl- like I don't even mind working a nine to five job. I just don't want that to be my only source of income. If I could if I could you know make half of my money doing comedy and half of it doing like you know some shitty job, yeah. then I am way okay <laughs> with that. Like to me yeah. to me honestly, when I first got paid for comedy. Yeah. That like all of my comedy goals were met. I was just like, oh, okay, so this is how that works, yeah. you know. And then I actually the not kidding. The first time I got paid to do comedy, I was like six months in, got paid to do comedy, and then I quit for like three months because <laughs> I was just like, now what? You know yeah. what I mean? It's yeah. like I I don't know what other goal there is. Like that to me, I I realized I was the only goal was just like. I, I just got paid to do this. Thing, yeah. You know, yeah. and then it's just like after it's like, oh, yeah, well, keep getting paid to do the thing. OK, good. Yeah. yeah. You just, you know, unless you turn into Kevin Hart or somebody, it's just like you just yeah. got to love it. Because even if you get to a point where like I've done shows where where I've done like a theater gig. You yeah. Know? And uh, and that's what I wanted to do. Right. Yeah, yeah, of course. But then it's like you do a theater gig and it's weird because. You get to the theater, and everyone that's working at the theater is just like, it's just their job. Yeah, they don't they don't care. You're not you're not even Seinfeld. You're not even yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. They don't care. So you're just this guy, whatever. And then when you're done, you you, you know the yeah the the laughs hopefully are bigger. Yeah, you know the applause are louder. There's more people in the house, but then you kind of just go in the back, and there's it's quiet there's nobody you know <laughs> you're you're more lonely yeah than you are at a club where you get paid like half as less you know and yeah. it's just weird and then sometimes i do a gig where i'm like oh man this is a great gig then the next the next day i have a gig that's in like some outhouse you know it's just like <laughs> ups and downs and so you really gotta say all right what do i really want and i can't look too far ahead in the future yeah and you can't plan this thing, man. It's no. just like you just got to work on your set list for that night. Try to be as good as you can. Yeah. And hopefully tomorrow will be a great show somewhere. If not, you know, it's, yeah. you're still doing it. It's just it becomes yeah. you just got to focus on that. It's like I remember when I uh, real quick story. Yeah. Oh, no, I was. Uh, that's funny. <laughs> you should say. I was just like, dude, uh, I, I, I want to hear. So I want to hear another story. Uh, I, mean, I want to hear at least two more. Okay, okay I got, two, I got, two, I got, two I got, good ones. I got. A, I don't know if this ends good, but I yeah. got a pretty good one. So okay. when I was in college, uh, there was a. There was a comedy contest in Topeka. All right, I, oh, I, went, okay. I went to school at K- University of Kansas in Lawrence, which is about twenty minutes from Topeka. And there was this contest, uh, comedy contest, and they said, "Oh, it's gonna be a big prize." I was like, "All right, cool." I go there, and there's a bunch of like a couple of frat guys. There's a bunch of people that just, like I said, back when I started, you kind of knew who the comics were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never seen any of these guys before, so I was like, "All right, well, let's see." So, so, and the 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 contest was in like this weird like it was like a dance club. It was on the dance floor, so that was kind of weird. So I go do my jokes. I get pretty good laughs uh, to a bunch of strangers. Some frat guy comes up and he brought his whole frat house up, uh, his brothers, and you know, he won basically on 
on uh, numbers, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah he, 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 he brought the most people before. whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I was kind of bummed. And so then they go, oh, well, you, uh, the winner, you get to open for George Carlin at the Topeka Performing Arts Center. <laughs> Sorry. And I was like, oh, shit. Well, I go, well, 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 here's the thing, though. Okay, yeah, and I, yeah, I, I'll, I'll circle around this. For me... I got front row seats. Yeah. Okay? yeah. Oh, which is good. And yeah. and I got to meet him, but I didn't get to open him. Yeah. In hindsight, that was probably the best because I was nowhere ready. Yeah, 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 and, yeah. And and so I go to the show. But here here's the kicker, which I'm I'm killing myself right now, is that at that time I was so new to comedy. Yeah. And I love certain comics. I love at that time I loved like uh like really kind of heady comics. I just you know, and I love like like uh, Mitch Hedberg at the time, yeah, Dimitri yeah, yeah, yeah. Martin. I love like Seinfeld, Gaffigan. I love Greg Gerardo. Did not really know or like Carlin. Okay, <laughs> I always everyone was always like Carlin's. You know, he's whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just like, he's just the Mount Rushmore. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah but he was just this this yeah. old man at that. You know, yeah, yeah. and I was just like, I don't relate to him. And uh, you know, Dane Cook was cool back then and all that stuff. You know, I was in college. Yeah. So we go there. Uh, and uh, and I go meet Carlin before the show, and he's like, you know, he's like, uh, how's it going, man? <laughs> you know, I go, hey, man, uh, you know, I I I I played it up. I was like, it's such a pleasure to meet you. Is it whatever? You know, I loved you, and and uh, whatever that Kevin Smith movie was, and he had a show on TV too. I was like, love you, now. He was like, uh, that's cool, man. He goes, uh, he goes, how long you been doing? And I go, uh. I've been doing it probably about like a year. He goes, uh, you got a long way to go, man. Just it's a grind. <laughs> and he just looked tired, you know, and wow. he had he had all these note notes in his hand and this thing. And he's just just this one guy in this big green room. Like yeah. he, he was one of those big arena, you know, green rooms. You yeah. Know? And I just looked at him, I was like, Oh man, I was like, This looks sad. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and then I go out, I take my seat. <clears throat> The frat boy comes out and he performs and I, you know George Carlin's crowd. There's a bunch of like you know yeah. anti anti establishment like yeah, 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 anti yeah. whatever. There's a bunch of Vietnam vets too that were angry about the war and oh. here's this frat guy out there talking about like you know fucking girls. <laughs> he immediately <laughs> got booed like immediately like ooh, ooh. he he didn't even have jokes whenever he did the contest. But he probably got off in like one minute. Wow. You know. <clears throat> one minute and I'm just like, oh my God, thankfully I'm yeah. there. And then uh and then Carlin came out and uh he performed and everyone's just like fanatical about him and yeah. and now here I am in the front row. I was with my roommate who also didn't have any idea what comedy was. Yeah. And we we're just like, You wanna go home? <laughs> and I go I go, Yeah, let's go play Madden on Play <laughs> on PlayStation One. PlayStation One. And we just like Madden. Great. So he sneaks out first. Yeah. And so I pretend to get up. And I get up. Just as I get up, Carla kind of looks over at me. <laughs> and he just sees me. And I just started running towards the wind. <laughs> and I was just like, I just like, here, I was like, here I met one of the legends, legends of, all of all time. And he just watched me, like, he just watched me walk out of his show. So. Uh. 
that's, so that's, real that's, good. that's that's sad. Honestly. And like and, and yeah, and like in hindsight, like because I because I think we've all, I think every scene has seen like comics who like you know they get a certain level of success fast because they are able to bring a lot of people. Yeah, and it's just like. Yeah, but that's giving you a false sense of, you know, where you're at with comedy because yeah, yeah. you're going to be on the stage with, yeah. you know, that one of the heavy, probably one of the top five, arguably <laughs> heaviest hitters of heavy hitters. <laughs> like, you know, you're bra- yeah. you probably shouldn't be on that stage. Yeah, like, yeah. You know what I mean? But, yeah. like, he learned. I, oh. He either learned or he quit. Yeah. The one thing that you kept mentioning was, you know, the highs and lows. And I, like, I, that was two things that I realized because I don't use any substances. I yeah. like, and, you know, Thank God, not anymore anyway. But um, and I've I've never I've never gotten drunk like going on like when I did drink and do comedy like I yeah. never did the two of the same. Um, but like I, I like, it took me about three weeks of realizing this with comedy is just like this. I understand why there is a component of drinking oh, yeah. and drugs with comedy because of the highs and lows. Yeah, and dealing with that like I just did the same set in the same. I, this happened to me early on. I had I had a great set. Um. It was uh, this open mic that's no longer around. I can't remember the name. It was on the south side. Had a great set there. They treated it like a show. Like they, you know, yeah. all they had non comics in the crowd, like thirty five people there. Mm-hmm. Great, right? Had a great set. Go to annoyance right afterwards. Yeah. But w- did the exact same material. Bombed my dick off, and that's when I was just like this. Oh, this is yeah. what this is why people drink. Yeah. I get it. It's insane. Yeah. And then the loneliness. If you're on a road too, it's just like. It's one thing to go into like Chicago. It's like, all right, after yeah. the show, there's stuff to do. But it's like you go to one of these like suburban towns or just, you know, wherever. Even like me performing Zany's Rosemont, right? Yeah. Like, What's there so, to do in Rosemont? Yeah, like yeah. so Friday, it's like, you know, you perform all your, you know, your, <clears throat> traditionally, you know, all your friends and everyone goes out Friday and Saturday, but you're working, right? Yeah. And then you work at that sweet, sweet, terrible spot where, especially if you have two shows, you get out at 11, and in these small towns, there's nothing to do. Nothing's open but McDonald's, yeah. you know? And then, yeah, you, you just, I mean, there's maybe, if you're lucky, there's some bar or whatever. But if yeah. you don't drink or it, it's dangerous if you drink too much, you just yeah, sit there. Yeah. If not, you go to your shitty hotel, and you just sit there, and, like, the TV's always bad. You know, it's like that. They got five <laughs> channels. Five and channels. It's depressing, man. It's yeah. very lonely, you know, especially. And then, like. You know, I, I I have some comics who have like families, so they talk to their wives. But like for me, I got no one, so it's just like I go home. It's just like, <laughs> so. By the way, thank you for being within my age group and having nobody. <laughs> so because, being yeah, a loser, being a loser, <laughs> I, I could not imagine doing this and having like that level of responsibility. Like, yeah, you know, the wife, the kids, yeah. the family. Like I can't, I cannot. Yeah, and I know people who do it, but like I just, yeah. I don't get how it it's works. tough. You have to have a very uh, forgiving. I think, yeah. At least wife or spouse or husband, whoever you are, uh, they. Uh, it's weird. When I grew up, it was just like, oh man, that was you know, it would be a detriment to your career to have that because yeah. it was all about going on the road, you know. Yeah. And uh, and but nowadays it's funny because so I I basically like put everything you know aside. Yeah, I sabotage any potential relationships I might have. Yeah. Just everything, all for comedy. And nowadays I see so many comics. Uh, they now have families and stuff because, you know, they yeah. can have a life and still do comedy. They don't have to go on a road. I mean, 
seriously, if the road doesn't pay you that much, as much as you make for your podcast or whatever, yeah, you know, yeah. or even if you're working some job in a city and you get enough spots and all that stuff, yeah, it's like they don't you're even You're still go. scratching the comedy yeah, yeah. itch. Yeah, yeah. So, the, so it's like they have, they're happily at home and then they have that. But for me, the, the toughest part about... Well, what's the benefit for the road then? And then, and then, yeah. Well, well, first tell me what the toughest part is, and then, and then I'll, uh, yeah. I'll have one more story to tell oh, you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah the, 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 the tough... You don't mind if we go a little over, do you? No, do you mind? Not at all. Okay. Yeah. The, the toughest, the the benefit of the road, I yeah. think, is it forces you to focus on your act. You can't get away with just doing some bullshit little fuck around. Yeah, act, you know, set. That you're, yeah, I'm, I'm on eight minutes here on Laugh Factory stage, but I'm gonna fuck around a little bit there, and then I'm gonna go over to this bar and whatever, and they kind of just, you know, yeah, you, yeah, can, yeah. you can water down your act. Yeah, they, if you're on the road, you gotta do, you know, twenty five to thirty, thirty five of your feature, you know, uh, or if you're doing like forty five of an hour, yeah. and you really get to live and understand how your act works, how it flows. The timing, like even like when I do a ten minute set here, uh, uh, you know you gotta you you don't get the full breadth of a joke how you want, you know. Yeah. You have to cut out a lot of maybe even some context just to make it in time. You make it snappy, and you can kill, you can crush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but you don't let a a joke breathe naturally. Oh my god! Right. So One of my like, biggest fucking yeah. problems is that. Yeah, I, I watched the twenty minute set I did last week, yeah. and like, I, I would say for the first ten minutes, I'm stepping on all the laughs. Yeah, yeah, like all of it. But yeah. Uh, yeah, you 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 don't, and and you know you can, on the road if you're doing a long. Now I'm not saying at all because sometimes you go on the road and you're playing the worst gigs ever, and everyone's drunk and they're just shouting and it's rowdy. But yeah. if it's a good gig and you have the confidence and they're listening to you, it's like you can. You can go quiet. You can go loud. You can basically play around and have that room and flexibility to do that you can't do in necessarily in a city city set all yeah. the time, you know. But more importantly, you kind of just learn about yourself. You learn like why you like your act, or if you just hate it. You learn if you're if you're if you have the uh, the biggest thing for me is just like it's tiring. It's exhausting to do. 30, 35 to an hour, you know, like physically, yeah. like your mouth's dry and you know, you're, you're constantly trying to be present. Sometimes your mind drifts and you're like kind of out of body. You're, you hear yourself talking yeah, and you're watching people laugh and you're thinking of something else. Yeah. And that's kind of always bizarre, but you know, for the most part you're present yeah, and it's like running like a sprint and next thing you know, you're like, holy shit, I was on there for an hour. I'm sweating, whatever. And it's just like, am I in shape enough to do that? It's it's really it's really crazy. You learn a lot on the road. Totally. But you also learn the, what you hate about, yeah, about yeah, the yeah, business, yeah. too, you know, and totally. and all that stuff. So, I don't know. It's fun. I uh, So, you, you said you had another had a story, story for story. us. Yeah, 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 yeah. This, was a, this was a story. Um, so, back in, I think around 2000. 2003 yeah i was in new york uh i was in new york and there was like this huge snowstorm and uh happens a lot yeah, in new york yeah. that's why i'm glad I, cause yeah. I grew up in new york yeah yeah and like i can handle cold yeah fine yeah and it's just 
six times a year at least there's like a foot and a half of snow yeah like jesus Christ. yeah this so, is yeah, this yeah, was like one of those right it was one of those it was like all the way up to like almost my knee you know yeah, 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 yeah. and i see that and this was right when colin quinn was kind of having tough crowd oh my god right and that was like the the show yeah if you're a comic you know totally um and he that was, show can never happen nowadays. It can't right? happen nowadays. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. It can't happen. YouTube I would, I wish, I wish yeah. it would happen. But, but so he was doing a show at Caroline's Comedy Club. Yeah, and I went down there, and this is right after like Jerry Seinfeld came out that documentary comedian, which yeah, was yeah, like, it's a great every, documentary. Every comic, yeah. even today, should watch, watch it. it. Watch it with the commentaries, because in the commentaries, Colin Quinn kind of talks with Jerry about. Like, you can watch it on Netflix, but you don't get the commentaries. Yeah. And I don't know if you can get the DVD. But if you can, they talk about a lot about, like, their knowledge of comedy and yeah. stuff throughout the whole movie. So I kind of fell in love with that, too. And I watched this thing, like, over and over again. And I, to the point where I, like, brought it to my, you know, on the road with me to watch in my hotel room in New York. I was there for work. And so I saw that he was playing at Carolyn's. So I bought a ticket, went down there, and because of the snowstorm, there was probably about 15, maybe 20 people there. Ouch. Well, yeah, it sucked, but at the same time, for me, I'm like, awesome. Now yeah, it's yeah. intimate, right? So he performs, whatever, does does, does great, you know. Uh, some people don't really get him because he just seems like he's just talking, you know. There's, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. no act, act, but but I loved it, and... And I just wanted him, I brought my DVD, wanted him to sign it, and so I waited for everyone to leave. And he was sitting there. He finally comes out of the green room with, like, five people. They look like agents and stuff. You know, yeah. they were all dressed up. And he goes, uh, and I go, oh, sorry, Mr. Quinn, I hate to bother you, but uh, I was a big fan of you on this DVD. I'm a comic. I'm new. Can you sign it? Can you sign it? And he goes, he looks at his people. He goes, hey, go upstairs and wait. I'm going to talk to this kid for a second. And he pulls me into a booth. Yeah. And he just sits me down and talks to me. And uh, and uh, basically what he said, he kind of said this. He goes, uh, this, is, this is good advice that I tell a lot of younger comics too. Uh, um, he said to remember that there's three T's, like the letter T yeah. in comedy. One is uh, talent. The other is timing. And the other is tenacity. And he goes, talent, uh, you either got it or you don't, but a lot of people can fake it, right? But you'll know. In the end, you'll know. Yeah. Uh, timing is something you'll just learn over time, right? You'll learn if you keep doing it. But tenacity is where people fail the most. It's like you either have that drive or you don't because it is a long, hard road with a lot of rejections. So he's like, just remember the three T's. I was like, oh my God, that's such awesome yeah, advice, you know? Sage I still advice. Yeah, yeah, it's so, yeah. so sage. So then he takes my DVD and he signs it. And he's like, you know, he's like, Tony, uh, you know, hope to hope to open a, on a stage, open for you on some some big stage someday, you know? Awesome. And I was like, that's so great, whatever. So then he kind of, just like in a movie, just kind of ascends up the stairs of Caroline, <laughs> you know, opens the door. There's a little spotlight from outside onto him and he opens the door, you hear a whoosh. And you should see the snow drift coming in, you know. I'm like, oh my god! And I should have left it at that, right? Yeah, yeah. But being the young naive comic at the time, I had my act in my carried on me, like written out word for yeah. word. And in my head, I go, wait a second, maybe I'll give this to him so that 
he sees what how awesome of a writer I am, and he'll hire me. So, so I run up the stairs. I run. I look around. I, I get up there. I look around. I don't see him. And I go around the corner. I see him slowly getting into his limo, you know? Yeah. And I go, Mr. Quinn, Mr. Quinn, like, like you know, <laughs> like Timmy from Scrooge, like, you know, or whatever, yeah. little Tim. I'm like, Mr. Quinn, Mr. Quinn in the snow. And, like, I see his agent roll his eyes. It was, it was literally like a fucking movie. Yeah. And I just, I just want to give you this and my card. And, you know, you don't have to read it, but if you like it, you know. I would love to hear your thoughts. Yeah. And he, go, he goes, you wrote out your act? <laughs> he goes, just, just fucking do it. <laughs> and, you know? And so he took it, and I just picture, he took it out of being gracious. He goes, yeah. hey, I look at it. I just picture him driving off and just tossing it out of the window. And then some <laughs> homeless guy, I'm doing my Chris Walk act now. <laughs> But there's a little bit more to this, okay? Yeah. Real quick, a little bit more. Please tell me you heard so, that joke so, on a special. <laughs> so my DVD, yeah. I let my bar- friend borrow, my friend Tyler, who lives in Chicago. Yeah. He went on a train or on a plane, and he left it in the back pocket of a plane, okay? Ouch. And so I didn't have it. But cut to about, so I lost it, and I was yeah. so bummed. I was so mad at him. But cut to about a year, two years later, maybe three years, I was in Kansas City. And I saw that he was coming in for one special night. And I was like, oh, shit. And I asked the, the club owner, who's like this kind of just a sleazy, you know, drug, always screwed everyone. I go, I go, can I open, you know, can I host this night? Yeah. And he was just like, no. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, no. And I go, I, you don't even have to pay me. And he goes, no. I go, I'll fucking work for you that night or I'd clean yeah, tables yeah. or whatever, you know, and whatever. He's like, fine, you can do like five minutes or whatever, 10 minutes. All yeah. right. So I go up there, I do five or 10 minutes, whatever. I don't see him before the show. He kind of, uh, he kind of just wanders in at some point during my set or during the feature set and yeah, he just yeah. goes in and closes the door and the green room was right behind the stage. So I, didn't, I couldn't just go back there. So finally he comes up, performs, whatever. And then he goes and closes the door again uh, for like, seemed like, half an hour after the show and I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting again, you know? Yeah, yeah. The show's clear. I'm, I'm cleaning, helping the waitresses clean the table because I promised you and everything. Yeah. Still doesn't come out. Finally, the manager, the other manager, who's cool with me, he was like, he's like, what are, you, what are you sticking around for? I go, I just wanted to meet Colin, you know? And he goes, I'll just take you back there. And so I took, he takes me back and he opens the door and there's like these two like hot girls. Uh, I don't know what, they were just hanging out, groupies yeah. probably, but he was like, hammered <laughs> he was just hammered and he goes hey hey this is tony he's a he hosted now he wants to meet you and i go oh mr mr quinn i don't know if you remember me i'm a i, I met you in uh, caroline's a f- few years ago and you told me about uh the three t's right uh and and talent i'm still i'm still working on that timing i'm still working on that but tenacity you know it's three years later i'm still here man i'm still here and he he looks at me he's he's like has slurred words he's like Three T's. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> like, what the hell? What the hell is that shit? This great sage. And, and and I go, I go. Oh, can, can you? I lost my DVD you signed before about about being on a stage with me. Whatever. Can can you sign it again? And he takes it. He takes his big sharpie. He just he just he just pounds a pin on it and just fucking basically just smears a line off the DVD. Because he's so so wasted, he hands it back to me, and I'm like, thanks. And that was, <laughs> that was just like, 
perfect high and low of comedy right there. Whoa, but that's great. Yeah. That's- Friggin' perfect. Yeah, too. but yeah. Uh, just shows you like, oh, okay, this is this is this is. The, well, I mean, it'll show you like that. Oh, okay, that's what comedy becomes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah and then, you know, on the road, it's just like terrible. You know, well, and everything. So the and the night that I met you, you said something to me that was that was very. It was like in in hindsight, like after talking to you now, it's just like okay, I know you were, I know how you were meeting, but you're like this. You're like you were. Uh, you and Pratik were talking, and you referenced me. You're like this. This guy's probably gonna end up being a prop comic, and we're gonna end up having to open for him or some shit. <laughs> Not in a nice way. You're Did I like, say that to yeah. you? No. Did I? Yes. Oh funny. my god. I just like you know, inside. Really? I was just like, that's the funniest thing I've ever. Did heard. I really? I didn't even openly laugh, but I was like, that's the funniest what thing. What a I've ever dick. Heard. Did I say that to you? <laughs> you know what? I still believe it, but man, what a dick. <laughs> what a <laughs> dick thing good. to say, man. It was uh, so good. Shit, it was so good. I mean, you were not in the best mood that night. So oh, it was really? just like, yeah, it was just like right after we saw this girl get punched in the face by oh. a guy. So was just, and there oh, was yeah. a lot. There yeah, was yeah, layers yeah. to yeah. that. I was upset because I wanted to punch her and I couldn't. <laughs> no, no. Could. Joking. Somebody beat you. Joking. To the he is joking. You <laughs> know, joking. You, see, we do this thing called comedy. Comedy. Yeah. Yes, you know, comedy. where we say jokes and we're amongst comics. So we say jokes that are darker because <laughs> we're so we, we're, comics are the most fucked up human beings. We are. Sometimes. We are. We really we are. We totally are. So, uh, Tony, where can people see you in LA? Because I well, actually no, this is going to come out next week. Is but it like, next week? Yeah. I mean, my problem with doing show promos is because it'll, you know, yeah. I mean, most of the times because people won't, you know, yeah. I mean, do you have a podcast? Is there a place where well, you mainly go to? Or? I, uh, I, I've been, I know. I had now, some, you mentioned the podcast that you were thinking about doing one. You can or, go, yeah. You can go to my. I haven't yet updated my website. You know, the best place to to find out where I'm gonna be. Yeah. Because usually in LA, I just kind of take whatever pops up. I don't yeah. really go out there looking for stuff. But you can find me on my Instagram. It's Tony Vinstagram V I N H Instagram. Uh, or you go to my website TonyVin.com uh, or my Facebook Tony Vin. Uh, you know, Facebook just search for Tony Vin V I N H. And then, uh, and then uh, I'm 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 probably gonna, when I get back to L.A. after things are set, I'm probably gonna start a podcast called Late Night Food Club. Love it. Maybe Love it's it. a sister to this one, but That'd be you know, great, man. It, it basically, you know, it kind of almost stemmed from us just eating out late at night, yeah. and talking. And then I often after shows, uh, wherever I'm at, I try to find some place that's open. It's usually I usually end up in three places. It's either like. Denny's. Denny's. Right. I was gonna say I just because I, I never <laughs> yeah. I didn't grow up with a Denny's. Yeah. So like the first time I yeah. had it was here in Chicago, yeah. and now I fucking love it. It's always yeah. either a Denny's or a Waffle House. I love Waffle. Or House. it's some like underground Chinese Chinese restaurant, <laughs> or or a Chinese restaurant inside a casino. Yeah. Or I'm in my hotel room or at home eating like instant news or something. But I yeah. thought, okay, maybe there's something there. But maybe I could talk to comics. Maybe it's just a solo podcast. I don't know. But I'm trying to start that. I might talk to you a little bit later about like totally uh, yeah, getting yeah. started and stuff. But other than that, yeah, just find me on social media, and that's probably the best place. God, this has been a fucking great episode. I know we could go with this for a couple hours. I'm gonna end it. <laughs> oh, here. it's fun, man. But uh, yeah, next time you come back, um, you know the podcast is gonna be video. We're gonna be doing it at the okay. Lincoln Lodge. So uh, yeah, yeah, hit me up. I'd love to have a repeat of this. This is fucking awesome. awesome Very man. enlightening. Guys, Tony Vin, I'm Derek Strong. By the way, you could always hit me up too, fuckers. Uh, Epic Cheat Day Podcast at Instagram, Facebook. 
Gmail. Uh, no, nobody uses the fucking Gmail. One person used the Gmail because they listened <laughs> to the podcast, and I guilt, I guilt every now and then. I guilt people. It's like, just send me some, say hi, check in with me. I know you see me all over Chicago, but like. <laughs> For my non-Chicago people, for my Philly or New York people. Anyway, guys, thank you so much. Thank you.